On today's episode of The Food Code, we talk about understanding undernourishment, underfed, overfed and undernourished, and all the in-between. Just because you are eating healthy foods does not mean that you are getting all of your body's needs. And even more so, if you are eating a more processed diet, you cannot count how many vegetables or fruits you eat in a day consistently, it is very possible that your body's not getting what it needs. Lastly, we talk about the prescriptions that can cause nutrient deficiencies and of what types. So take a listen today to make sure that you are getting all that your body needs. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is It is over. almost March. How? I cannot wait for it to be summer again. We've actually been very lucky, I we will have. say, with our weather here. Knock on wood. Yes. 75 hard has been very mild. I will say there's only been a mm-hmm. handful of days that were bitterly, utterly, bitterly cold. So very thankful for that. But I just love the sun shining and I'm so excited for even like the spring fires. Like I, I really want to get a fire pit outside so that we oh, can. We have a fire pit. Yeah. I just have to be careful with the children. Oh yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Not so much Carson. Taylor's just a psychopath. Um, she's God. She's so mean. <laughs> She's still just like, she's so mean to Carson and Carson's so patient with he's her. He's so sweet too. He is. And he's just like, the other day she literally was clawing his face and he's like, Taylor, stop. Come give me a hug. Aww. And Taylor's like shoving him and slapping him. And I'm like, I'm so <laughs> not sorry, funny. Child. It's not. I, and I feel so bad. But like, you know, I, <laughs> she's 18 months. I mean, like, she just I, like takes his face and shoves him. I feel like I will be in your shoes exactly how for example you followed with I followed you with all the things with Carson I'm like now I know what you're saying like how like the heart-wrenching daycare drop-offs like I oh. was like oh like I get it and that's sad but then it's you and you're totally feeling so, different God, so hard. props to you for your patience that you have because I feel like I'll probably be pulling my hair out <sighs> I try, I try so hard they take so much of my stress mate my stress resiliency is gone <laughs> because of them I feel like and I was trying to explain that so I have a client um She's pregnant with her first and she is a uh, ex CrossFitter. And we talked about like, you know, uh, well, I shouldn't say ex CrossFitter. She's a, she's currently not a very competitive CrossFitter like she normally is. Um, and I was trying to explain to her that competing after having children, is, it can be really hard because you have to understand you have one, you have a massive new factor of stress in your life mm-hmm. and they're good. They're good stress. Like I love my children, but it's stress that you get less sleep. You're, you know, I have like, I talked about, I think it was on Friday in our episode, like the moment of meltdowns and how much my stress probably go up, goes up because of that. Just like it's impossible to control. Um, and we need to understand that. And we're going to do another podcast on this in terms of like the stressors that you don't consider um, in your life. And children can be a huge stress because they are unpredictable. Their emotions can be up and down. Um, and in turn, your emotions are up and down. And so it, it takes, think of your, cu- your, your body as like a cup and it gets taken from. And so you have much lower resiliency to things. Um, so you just get more affected. And children can be that. And it, it can be hard. And I love them. And it's, I've seen research too, I think, on the first, I think they say the first five years of having like children's lives are the hardest on marriages. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we're very lucky and blessed to have amazing husbands. And again, I only have yes. one, which is nothing compared to two. We made it through the terrible threes. Maybe when he has a sibling, he'll just be like my little yeah. helper, my little buddy. He's such a little buddy right now, mm-hmm. which is, I'm loving it, man. So Carson. 
the conversations, everything, first of all, is last weekend. <laughs> yes, uh-huh, last weekend. And uh, now we're in, he's like in this phase of just loving Paw Patrol. And mm. he is so corrective of me if I, because I don't watch, I, I, typically when he's watching Paw Patrol, I'm using that time to work. Yeah. I'm being honest. And so <laughs> my Art and I were actually walking yesterday talking about how he calls one character, I think Sky. He calls him, what does he call him, babe? Kai. Yeah, he calls Sky Kai. And he's been trying to convince Art to order Sky. And Sky's Art's, the girl. The dog, girl, yeah. right, yeah. And I'm like, you guys just have so much brain power to remember all of this stuff. So I'm like, uh-huh, Rocky, Zuma. I know the song because he sings it all the time. But the characters, we got him a new lunchbox for his new school that he's going to be going to. Mm-hmm. Mommy, no, that's not Zuma. This is Zuma. Okay. So it's Carson's so fun. very into police. Yeah, still. Very. We play, oh, him and Carson should get together and play police because we play cops and robbers. He thinks that he's flash. He like has this like backwards. So he thinks he's flash. He catches us and then he puts us in jail. Carson, so we went to this place called Bumblebee Cafe mm-hmm. on Saturday night because Nick was out with some friends. So I took them to like burn energy. Taylor had the meltdown of all meltdowns. All the parents were staring at me because she was screaming her head off because I wouldn't let her hold an open bottle of Gatorade. And she would have spilled it everywhere. But she was like, five minutes straight screaming at the top of her lungs. And I was like, I don't, I, Taylor, I'm not going to give you the bottle of Gatorade. You're just going to spill it. But anyways, for probably 45 minutes straight, Carson sprinted back and forth, chasing this kid in a Spider-Man costume and arresting him and putting the kid's hands behind his back and walking him to like the little police station, by the way, the, the play police station, cause they have kind of like a play village at this place has a box of donuts. in it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Also mom props to you for the, jail that you made at home that was pretty clever yeah he holds all of his police cars in it um but yeah we have three pairs of handcuffs at home carson has a full-on police outfit and he talks about being in the police academy Mm. academy the police academy Mm -hmm. and how he's going to be he needs he's going to be a police officer now and so he wears his sunglasses everywhere he's very into police officers i love it and it's so cute like it's so cute we need police officers. He wants to be a protector. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So he just wants to arrest people, you know, and yeah. Marcus this morning told me that he's not going to break Baba's house. He, when he gets older, he's going to uh, break the bad guy's house. Mm, that's good. I was like, okay, I don't know why you would want to break Baba's house. So that's a little confusing. He also says when he's six, he's going to drive my car. Oh yeah. Carson's perception of like age ranges mm-hmm. is very off. Mm-hmm. He's like, mom, are those kids like six? And I was like, no, they're like 16. We saw some kids outside yesterday. Um, by the way, I feel like teenage boys have no thermostat in their body. Oh, yeah. Because they were all in shorts and a t-shirt. And uh-huh. I was like, you guys, it's still like 45 degrees outside. I was also that child. No? Okay. I was not. I think part of it was, I'm going to prove you wrong that I'm not cold. Yes. And be really stubborn about it. Uh-huh. And yeah. just be like, you know, don't tell me what to do type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I remember one time my mom locked me out of the house because I was being a brat. Imagine that. And I didn't have my shoes on. <laughs> so yeah, it was this like whole thing. And then she would tell me like, Oh, your dad's going to discipline you when you get home. And I had no fear of my father, which I think is I definitely a problem of my dad. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a problem. You should be afraid of uh, your father. Actually. So this book I'm finishing up, it's called boundaries with kids man, there's so many good things in there and some things that we've already started to implement that are really helpful and really just powerful. Uh, but I want Art to read it next because there are things I think 
in both of our childhoods that, you know, we want to yeah. do differently for our kids. And one of them is fearing the father, because I think that, I mean, obviously God designed our families to be this way. The head of the household is, you know, mm-hmm. um, the husband. So you should fear your dad. I didn't fear my dad because he would come home and he'd be like, Oh, well, why did you do that? He, he's an attorney, but he never, mm-hmm. and it's because of his childhood. So my grandfather was more switch off the tree, very stern, not a nice person, also an alcoholic, you know? So my dad never wanted to be that way. Yeah. Like your dad was good in terms of like sports and discipline. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I was terrified of my dad. He was, he would so. definitely put the fear of God in me. It's amazing how uh, childhood things impact and influence our lives. Absolutely. Look at that. Would you look at that? I'm, <laughs> I'm actually reading The Body Keeps Score, um, and that is huge. Uh-huh. That's what I was kind of referring to. I started yeah. that, so I've listened to it on Audible. I was actually telling Lauren the other day, too, as I said to you, I started that, and I was like, I just can't get into this. I liked it on Audible better, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for our book club. Me, too. I have the book ready to go when you guys get it, so mm-hmm. Liz and I and our practitioners are going to do a book club. By um, the way, have we not talked about Danny and Lauren yet? We need to talk about I that. I know. We're going to bring on them on to podcast interviews mm-hmm. so you guys can get to know a couple of the practitioners that we've taken on on our team yeah. um, that are part of Fit Mom now that are amazing. Um, and we still, so just because you guys know, if you've listened for a long time, Courtney Bear, still love her, adore her. Mm-hmm. She's doing more stuff with her menopause coaching group now yep. and her functional practice. Um, so we still talk and communicate with her and everything like that. It's not like anything like went bad there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys you know, are in the menopause age group, whatever. Miss Courtney is amazing. She's still in our Facebook groups. Uh, we've done podcast episodes with her. So Bear Pal Nutrition is her kind of main focus right now. And she's got a lot of other stuff going on just with other teachings and stuff that she does. Yep. Um, and then our other coach, Jen, who is also fantastic and part of the team for a while, uh, is doing a little bit different things and just didn't, yeah. um, you know, continue with us into where we're at now. So Danny and Lauren uh, have joined our team. And so, yeah, we will officially introduce them, but they are taking clients. They both have some clients from us uh, as Becca and I are on a wait list, which is really cool. We have to draw some lines in the sand and have boundaries for ourselves because we get so involved with our clients. We love them all so much. Uh, We want to serve them well. And so for us to best serve our clients, we need a team and we're expanding that team and we're really excited. I know somebody messaged us about the admin position. So we have that. We will be hiring for that very soon. Um, so there's just a lot of good things going on, but if you're still, you know, somebody who says, Hey, I'm kind of on the fence. Mm -hmm. I want to work with fit mom. I've thought about everything that I've listened to or heard, whether it's from, you know, the Instagram or this podcast, you heard us on another podcast, things like that. We are still accepting clients. Um, and so we would be happy to pair you with the right fit based upon their expertise, because both of them uh, are different uh, areas of expertise, your personality and what your goals are, um, because we want you to have a really good relationship with your practitioner. So you can still schedule a, a call with us. There's links in the show notes to do that. And you'll chat likely with Becca or myself at mm-hmm. one point in time and then we will decide who you get to work with and I would say our hiring process is very extensive yeah we have vetted much differently than we have in the past so these two ladies are life changers as well and we're just honored to have them we actually are getting to do a trip together all together we're um going to Utah no, Idaho. Idaho, Boise, Idaho. Why do I have Utah in my eyes? I, have- I think of like Salt Lake City for whatever reason where, with where we're going, but Boise, oh. Idaho is like kind of an up and coming place. So mm-hmm. um, maybe we can get to like a hike there because there's mountains. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyways. And I, I also will dare to say that we have a very good looking team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all of us are very, are very pretty girls. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say what everyone was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that at all. Uh, I mean, I think that everybody is a prerequisite of being on I know, our that's team. What I was I'm like, just oh. saying that I think that we have a very pretty team of practitioners. I do too. That. I think them. Yes, we do. Well, we take care of ourselves, right? Um, exactly. So, oh my god, that's so funny. That all know. moms to you know little kids, and I just I love our team. Anyways, let's we, talk about this. We want to talk today because I think that this is a very unknown, unaddressed thing in our world of diets mm -hmm. and chronic under eating and processed foods and all of the things that make our bodies suffer. Yep. Oh gosh, you guys, we just want you to eat good food and nourish your body because every choice that you make decides your future health. Mm -hmm. Everything you put into your body hurts you or helps you. That's just the bottom line. Uh, and in America, especially, so my sister lives in Copenhagen, Denmark, and they're all coming over this summer. I'm so super really excited. Cool. Um, all four of her kids, the boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, and my brother-in-law who I haven't seen in forever. He reminds me so much of art. It's going to be so fun to see them. But when they come here, they are shocked. Portions. I have a client right now that's in Spain. And we, when she was here, we were working on portions. And she goes, God, it would be so much easier where, in Spain where we are. Mm -hmm. They're just shocked at the availability of things. Uh, yes. Portions also sizes of individuals. Oh yeah. You know? I start, pay I started paying attention to that a little bit more, um, in the past couple of years, just who is overweight or obese out and about. And it is a large majority of the population. When we were at the water park a few weeks ago, I was actually more so looking at the men mm. and the different body types, because obviously with everything that we're continuing to dive into in terms of hormones and mm -hmm. estrogen and things like that. The differences in the male bodies is becoming more apparent as well. Not just females, um, the man boobs, uh, yep. the bellies, right? Things like that. So uh, anyways, it's not to say, you know, shame on you. It's to say that every person is different and we wear the weight differently because yeah. of how malnourished we are mm -hmm. in terms of nutrients, because those nutrients are what helps your body maintain healthy, happy hormones, good gut microbiome, liver detoxification, all of these things that impact and influence how we wear fat. Yep. Absolutely. So we, we have an epidemic here of two things, overfed and undernourished and underfed and undernourished. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Notice that there's both. There's one end of the spectrum where people are under eating, not eating enough in terms of energy and are underfed, undernourished. On the opposite end of the spectrum, they're overfed, meaning too much energy coming in in terms of calories, likely very imbalanced ratios too between, mm -hmm. you know, probably more carb dominance here. And then again, undernourished, malnourished in micronutrients, not just calories. So that's what we want to talk with you guys about today because many people, especially when it comes to cravings, salt, sugar, extreme cravings, they're craving essential micronutrients. And mm -hmm. those are signals begging you to find more of these things for you to get these minerals and these vitamins in. And the lack of nutrient balance in our diet turns 
and shifts our hunger hormones into survival mechanisms if we're under eating, right? Forcing us on the opposite end too when we're overeating, um, like changing your hunger hormones here in terms of like insulin, leptin, things like that, ghrelin, right? Uh, Our hunger and satiety. Like I never feel full. I've heard that from clients or I'm always hungry because your body is attempting to get more vitamins and minerals, yet you're not eating the vitamins and minerals. Yes, yeah. And your body cannot send signals like, go get spinach for more (laughs) vitamin A. You know, go get this for more magnesium. That's not what you're going to receive. You're going to receive, I'm hungry, I'm craving, and that is what you go to eat because that's what our world supplies us, right? Our world supplies us easy, convenient, processed foods. And then we become a very spoiled population of that takes too long to make or I don't have time for that. And then we run into other problems where people are so stressed that digestion has basically been shut off. And so now you're not even hungry. I also, we work with many women who don't even have hunger cues. They wake up, they're not hungry. The thought of eating in the morning makes them sick. That is a problem. That is a very large problem. Your metabolism has adapted strongly in a negative way when you are in that place. And so we need to understand that I'm talking to the population right now too that eats quote unquote super healthy, paleo, limits carbs, but you're eating 1,400 calories a day when your body needs 2,300 calories a day. You're undernourished too because you're not eating enough of the things that you're currently eating to get your body what it needs. Stress on the body, which many of those people that do those things, that super healthy eating, super low calorie, I'm I'm just going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to group you guys. You are likely very stressed individuals to begin with. You're type A. You're a control person. You want to control everything. Your body burns through things faster when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. And so you are burning through things like magnesium at a faster rate, sodium at a faster rate, the electrolytes. And so now you need more than you even think you need. And so those people tend up at undernourished as well. And with just as much much dysfunction, honestly, if I got to pick, I would take someone eating like an asshole all day, every day over someone that's been underfed. Me too. So much easier to fix. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the mental and emotional aspect of the fear of gaining weight. People often ask us, and I'm going to state this because Beck and I both agree with this. We had this conversation earlier. People often ask us, well, if I come into your program and I do the protocols and I get you know, the stool testing or the DUT test and look at my hormones and all of this stuff and I follow everything, am I guaranteed to feel better? Am I guaranteed to lose weight? And I was having a conversation with one of our gals this week that you are, you're guaranteed not to lose weight, continuing to undereat as you always have. And she said, you know what? You are right. I have always undereaten and tried to di- tried to diet, right? Tried to continue to restrict to get the weight off. And it hasn't worked. No. So we have this whole conversation of trusting the process. And, you know, this is where you have to have a good relationship with whoever you're working with. Like I, I said to her, I am not here to have you gain weight. I don't want that for you, nor will I lead you in a direction in terms of a reverse diet or anything like that, that's going to result in you gaining massive amounts of weight. Now, the caveat here is that some people are so malnourished, the body is so deprived that there can be a little bit of weight gain, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, And obviously when it comes to hormones, things are a little bit uh, more nuanced there depending upon the person and things like that. It's a very bio individual, but as practitioners, 
our goal would never to be have no. to, to have someone you know gain weight, unless they said. I really need to gain weight. We mm-hmm. do have a couple of our clients who really do need to gain weight. They need to get renourished. So there's no guarantee on anything. We, we were kind of joking, like there's a guarantee that you're always going to be taxed, right? Um, and there's a guarantee that we all go out of this earth. Okay. No one can guarantee you that if you do X, Y, and Z, this will be your result. They would be lying to you if they said that because you put the same plan in place for five different individuals with the same or similar, let's say, metabolic profiles, you're going to get five different results. Completely. Completely. And we see this all the time. We see the same people, even with the same stuff on like tests Mm -hmm. and symptoms, put on a a similar protocol, all of them react differently. And what it typically shows you is how much stuff is actually going on with certain Mm -hmm. people. I find the people, and you see this with the diet world too. The people that go on that you know, whatever, put X diet in, insert whatever diet you want that see amazing results. They typically don't have a whole lot going on underneath the surface. They don't have a whole lot of toxicity. They don't have a lot of uh, metabolic adaptation. They maybe have good, decent functioning livers, no massive gut infections, anything like that. The people that have been weight loss resistant for years, they are the ones that have a lot going on. They are the ones that it's going to take probably six to 12 plus months to turn things around. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of it. You can be mad about it. You can be upset about it, but it's just the reality of it. It is what it is. And that, and it's the practitioner and your, you know, whoever you're working with being very upfront with you on that, which we try to be like, listen, I can help you get feeling better pretty quick, but like your body and its response in terms of weight is the thing that's probably going to take a while. We can't ever put a timeline in place. No. Right. So initially with our clients, we're talking about a five to six month program. And this is where we're looking at, you know, peeling back some layers of the onion. But sometimes we uncover things along the way that need to be dug into further because you may not even recognize what's going on or realize, oh, wow. Yeah, this is something that has been an issue for me my Mm -hmm. whole life. Right now, you might just be coming in with horrible PMS or, you know, hormonal acne that you want to resolve, maybe some migraines. You might be coming in with constipation or bloating or gas and, and all of, you know, those digestive symptoms. And then when we start to peel back the layers of the onion and help the body start to try to heal and resolve and remove the stressors, you uncover other things because mold, mitotoxins, heavy metals, uh, radioactive elements, all of these harsh, harsh chemicals and toxins that we're exposed to every day are built up in the system. You may not know that. And that's not for every client, right? So it's one of those things where we can never guarantee anything, but guarantee that if you continue to do the same thing that you've always been doing, that's not working, you won't see change. Mm -hmm. You have already proof there in your pudding that you've made yourself I've been doing my cardio, counting my calories, you know, going to the gym, removing different foods. I'm still experiencing symptoms and I'm not seeing weight change. I'm not seeing improvement, you know, in the areas that I want. Maybe that's building muscle for you. Maybe that's better periods for you. Maybe that's better sex drive. Maybe that's better energy, right? All of these things go back to you and how you show up day to day. So when, again, we talk about functional medicine, we're looking at all of the systems in the body and what you experience day to day. It's more than just your symptoms. It's how you show up for your life. And this is where Beck and I get really passionate 
about the being and the balance in our program. We want you to be thriving. We want your sex life to be thriving. We want you to have great relationships with your kids. We want you to be patient, right? We want you to be joyful. I tell my ladies all the time, like, when was the last time that you did something for yourself? You know, like you and I have talked about doing a girls weekend just to Mm -hmm. like get away and have a night. Like all I really want to do is one study some more, but (laughs) two sit in the hot tub and maybe have a fancy dinner and kick my feet up and watch them. Watch a Netflix series or something. Something that makes me cry. I don't know why. I know. I know. I'm totally the same way. I just want to watch a rom-com. Like, why can't... <gasps> you got to watch the rom-com we watched on this weekend. I started watching it. I did. Um, I liked it. Yeah. It seems very predictable. But... Um, they all are. Okay? I know. But it doesn't matter. They're all still amazing. And in here, we're referencing your place or mine with Ashton Kutcher. And yeah. Reese yeah. Witherspoon. And I love Reese Witherspoon. I always have. Um, so we need to understand that just because you're eating healthy... Or just because you're eating enough calories Mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean you are getting what your body needs. And there is a large difference between like malnutrition to a disease extent and just being undernourished for optimal function. Because the majority of people, you guys, look at your day-to-day. How many of you can say, I eat one to two servings of fresh fruit every day, I have six to eight cups of vegetables every day, I have a few lean proteins in there, I have some healthy fats, that I can count the number of processed foods on one hand. Like, How many of you can say that day in and day out? And if you can, I have a feeling you probably aren't someone dealing with massive symptoms or health issues. And so just some stats for you. The percentage of Americans with common micronutrient deficiencies, 94.3% are deficient in vitamin D, 91.7% are deficient in choline. Choline is a very important nutrient for fetal brain development, um, but it's also very important for neurological function in adults. 88.5% are deficient in vitamin E, 669 are deficient in vitamin K, 52% deficient in magnesium, 44% deficient in calcium, 43% in vitamin A, and 38.9% in vitamin C. For a developed country with very readily available food, that is shocking. I I shouldn't say it's shocking. It's not shocking, actually, given our world habits, our North American habits, but it's depressing. Yeah, and so here's where we have to look at the balance of someone's intake, how much processed food are you consuming? And you might say, well, what about the whole grains and the fortified foods? So it's fortified with different vitamins or, you know, from a fiber standpoint, it's got high fiber. If you look at the ingredients, which by the way, anything that uh, has more than one ingredient is a processed food. Chicken is chicken and apple is an apple. Okay. So when you get into labels and ingredient list, this is part of the problem. So fortified vitamins and minerals, artificial fibers do not act in the body the same way as natural sources. Your body does not recognize those things. These are man-made. Okay. That's just how your body works. That's how it was designed. Take it up with God if you've got an issue, but that's the plain truth. So we get that the food industry is trying to hook you with these whole grains being better for you and fortified cereals and things that also have tons of sugar in them (laughs) as well. Um, It's not healthy for you. So we take the standard American diet, right? So that's one of the things here because again, we're eating ultra processed foods that just lack these things naturally. But then even when we get into the natural food sources, one ingredient whole foods, our soil has been depleted over the years. Um, And so 
I read a stat the other day that was actually talking about, so not only has the soil been depleted, but then we look at, for example, magnesium, you can only actually absorb 30 to 40% of the magnesium that you are getting in a food. So you take magnesium, oh God, I wish I could remember. I think Dr. Hyman did a quote on this in terms of the amount of oranges that you would have to eat to get the same level of like vitamin C mm. nowadays compared to previous. I don't want to yeah. butcher that, but you could look that up. Uh, it, it was pretty drastic. Um, so we have soil that's been depleted. Then, you know, depending too on the state of your gut, are you breaking things down properly and absorbing them? There's a difference between ingesting and digesting and absorbing. Uh, so that's a big piece. Then the other big piece here with, you know, gut dysfunction is do you have robbers in your gut? bacteria that are robbing the nutrients from you Mm -hmm. and, you know, stealing them essentially. So you don't get those things. And then we got to talk about, and we're going to do a podcast, uh, separately all about, um, this, but certain medications that lead to depletions. Here's a clinical pearl for you, for anybody out there who is on medications, you can go to integrativepro.com backslash drug nutrient interaction checker. Google it. I promise it will come up for you. It's from Integrative Therapeutics. It's a drug nutrient interaction checker that shows you potential interactions between a prescription and over-the-counter drugs Mm -hmm. with the nutrients that you might be depleted of and then you would want to supplement more with. Great example here is a statin. Doctors will typically tell people to take a COQ10 with their statin. Yep, They miss the mark heavily. Vitamin E, I I can't even remember. I think uh, when I looked it up the other day, there was like nine different things that would be beneficial uh, to supplement with. And vitamin E is at the top. That can actually help with cholesterol just in general. But it's important for you guys to know these things because if you're taking all these medications, we've talked about birth control a ton, antidepressants, right? Anti-anxiety medications. Um, You know, and there in that class, we're looking at folate being a top depletion. You want to intentionally either ingest and be able to um, get through food, things that are higher in those nutrients, or potentially supplement properly. Say these words lightly. This is educational advice uh, for you. This is not, you know, a prescription recommendation or anything like that. This is for educational purposes. But the more you know, the better you can do. So you have all of these things working against us. You're you're undernourished and it's not mm-hmm. even your fault if you're eating great quality food. Yeah. Yeah. And Liz, like Liz was saying, we're functional practitioners. I am not ever, neither of us are ever diagnosing nope. or making medical recommendations on this podcast. Um, we want to inform. We want to help you know more so you can do better for your health. Um, like Liz was saying, the cholesterol medications, whether it's like Lipitor, Crestor, COQ10 is a big one that they recommend. Um Gabapentin, which is for seizures, um, neurological neuropathy, uh, that depletes folate. You see insulin for diabetes depletes magnesium heavily. Uh, Lisinopril, which is a blood pressure medication, one of the biggest blood pressure medications, depletes zinc, which is needed for stomach acid production, which is needed for absorption. Metformin, really common one for PCOS, diabetes, depletes B vitamins. And omeprazole, which is a PPI, is the worst medication of all time, but <laughs> I agree. Um, it depletes magnesium, B12, calcium, and iron. Oh, and by the way, you need B vitamins uh, to be able to also create stomach acid. So you're taking something that is further 
depleting you. And then you end up with anemias. And you need it for methylation and detoxification abilities. Go back and listen to the three-part episode. We should probably just do another one about stomach acid and roll it up into one so that people can just rehear it and yes. re-ingrain it in your mind. Stomach acid is the most important gastric juice. Without it, you miss it's I was explaining this the other day to someone who's in the military. And so I was trying to use all military terms essentially, but I'm like the links in the chain, your defenders and your gut army get completely deteriorated and wiped out. Mm -hmm. And so this allows all of the bad guys to take over. But for example, with the stomach acid, if you don't have the right level, you've got a broken chain. You've got other links that are no longer connected. And so your pancreas is not coming to play. Your gallbladder and your liver aren't getting the signals that they need to give mm -hmm. you the bile that you need. So it all starts with stomach acid. And again, we already talked about the soil being depleted, medications depleting us of stress. different nutrients, your stress, all of these ailments that we have can really tie back to a lot of these vitamins and minerals and malnourishment just in general. And we are not even talking about essential fatty acids. That's important for your neurotransmitters, your brain health, heart health, cognition, thinking, mood, all those things. Then you think about your amino acids, right? For muscle atrophy and building up of the body. Every single cell in your body is made up of amino acids. So this is pretty dang important stuff. And your digestive capacity really matters and we're, we haven't even honed in on the fact that for people who don't have a good quality diet, imagine what more, what level of depletion they have compared to the person who's really trying to do their hardest work, mm -hmm. getting all the good quality in. Yeah, absolutely. And so just because you eat healthy, just because you eat three meals a day does not mean that your body is not suffering in terms of its needs. And that's what we wanted to shed light on today is understanding that you know, it, it takes work, but I would dare to say that your health is probably worth the work that it requires mm -hmm. to feel your best because it's not, you guys, no longer do we live in a world that we can just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and be healthy. It's intentional. It takes effort. It takes time. Sometimes it takes a little bit of money, but like if there's anything better to invest in your health, please inform me because I can't think of anything because that's what, all, that's all you got. It's all you got the rest of your life is your health and your ability to be present for other people and there for other people. And so we need to be aware of the fact that the amount of calories and the types of calories are very important to the quality of life that you have. Yep. Let's talk about those other factors too that affect our absorption of things. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is some shocking information that not a lot of people know. One fact and stat that I'm just going to share before we dive into a lot of this um, that kind of rolls up under aging is going back to the comments uh, around stomach acid. By the time that you are 40, compared to when you were 20 years old, you've lost 40% of your stomach acid production. Mm -hmm. So you have 40 less percent stomach acid at 40 than you did at 20. So age naturally leads to a decline in stomach acid. This is why, you know, especially with a lot of our clients with gut stuff, we're working on bringing their stomach acid levels up, yep. whether that's with apple cider vinegar or, you know, other supplementation is needed. It really depends upon the person, but it's really important. Um, you know, as we age, uh, there's increased requirements for different nutrients, especially in different seasons of life. Pregnancy, 
that's a different podcast topic uh, entirely. But, you know, women and men, for example, over 50, they do require higher amounts of B12, vitamin D, and calcium. When we look at somebody who is preparing for pregnancy, during pregnancy, and even post-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, you are still recovering from this Mm -hmm. massive event uh, that you've just gone through of creating a human and birthing it and losing an organ. Extremely nutrient deficient postpartum. Extremely. And so the work you have to put in to bring yourself back, that is why that and low progesterone and low progesterone is usually because of stress and lack of calories in my, in most situations. And so you need to understand how much more you have to eat and the work you have to do postpartum to bring your body back up to a baseline. You're not just like clean slate. You are way below a clean slate. And what's really hard about this is everybody's like, well, bounce back. I just want to get my body back. And we've done different podcasts on this. And this is a very blanket statement because again, it's very bio individual. But when we were chatting with one of our other practitioner friends, she shared, you know, that 1800 calories would be a minimum, not even depending upon the person's body weight. Obviously that's going to drastically change things for up to a year after just to replenish nutrients. And this is a lot of times why, and then if you are breastfeeding, that's a whole different conversation too. But this is a lot of times why people will stay on their prenatal, but oftentimes that's not enough. Your increased need, you know, for iron, iodine, especially as hormones start to rebalance and, you know, kind of get back to a a leveled um, place. And then, you know, again, we think about folate. Folate's really, really important. So the other piece here is that we look at different cofactors. We've talked about this Mm -hmm. before, vitamins and minerals, what we call nutrient synergy. So if you are somebody, for example, who takes iron, there's many cofactors for you to be able to properly absorb iron and also prevent constipation. So vitamin C is one of those things. There are other ones um, as well. Vitamin D, we need uh, to be able to, we need the proper levels of vitamin D for a few things. Uh, but when it comes to calcium, we need proper levels yep. um, because it assists in the intestinal with magnesium. Absorption. And I think that's something that I see a lot of like people in their 50s and 60s because of the osteoporosis risk post-menopause increasing. A lot of people take calcium, mm-hmm. but you're not taking magnesium. You're not taking vitamin D. You're not taking vitamin K. And all of those things are required for calcium absorption. Yep. And so- you're either not eating enough because as we know, people in that age range tend to severely start to undereat. Their appetite goes way down, which is not good. Um, and then you're not getting even any benefit from your calcium. Yeah. You're taking it, but your body's not absorbing it because it doesn't have the cofactors it needs. Yeah. And then we got to think about all these people who fear fat and undereat fat. Mm-hmm. You got a low fat diet, the low cholesterol diet, you likely have low hormones. So it's really important to, and then we think about, for example, vitamin D. It's a fat-soluble vitamin, A, D, E, and K. You want to be taking it at the right time with the right cofactor. So take your vitamin D in the morning. It's the sunlight vitamin and take it with some good healthy fats. Um, you know, even fats with your vegetables can help your body absorb different phytochemicals, um, you know, like liposine from tomatoes and lutein from dark green vegetables, as well as other fat soluble vitamins. So many people just, again, aren't aware of these synergistic effects. And this is why we always preach a balanced diet that is a much easier for you to comprehend and understand day to day. How do I make this applicable than us sitting here and telling you, Hey, by the way, when you eat this kale, you're going to make sure to pair it with the beets because all of these scientific terms that you don't give 
a crap about. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean anything to you. Just eat a balanced diet. Lots of diversity. We need diversity. We need colors. We need good quality fats. So hopefully this helps you guys understand, um, you know, what we're talking about when we are working with our clients and we're getting down to the root causes. It's much more than just their symptoms. It's how their body is actually utilizing nutrients that it's given or not. And then where we need to fill the gaps for a period of time until we can rebalance. Yep. So I would recommend if you take anything away from this, start tracking your food. Count how many fruits and vegetables you eat in a day. 800 gram challenge again. 800 gram challenge. We love that challenge. Um, And look at the diversity of your food. Are you getting lots of different colors? Do you see color in your diet? Because I think that the standard American diet is very beige. It's very lacking of color because it's very processed. So are you seeing that diversity in your diet? And how are you feeling, right? Pay attention. When you start eating more, when you start eating more of the good stuff, you should notice maybe you're sleeping better. Maybe your energy is better. Maybe your cravings are going away. Maybe you're feeling less puffy, inflamed, joint pain's gone. All of those things are very common to see when people start eating enough and enough of the right foods. Yeah. And the last thing that I would say here, if you are like, hey, Liz and Becca, I hear you, but I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing, you know, I have a lot of diversity in my diet. I've incorporated many things. Uh, Here's what we're going to say then is test, don't guess. Uh, One of our practitioners, Lauren, she does the hair and mineral analysis. uh, And this can be really helpful for identifying different minerals uh, in the body that we may be depleted in, some vitamins as well. Because here's the thing, high doses of certain things can also be toxic. Like you've heard us talk about before, vitamin D, too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. It can be harmful. The same thing with other sources of things that people just blindly supplement over the counter with. We're going to get into a whole different uh, topic on probiotics uh, this coming week. But if you're listening to this, you're like, okay, check that, check that, check that. Yep. I knew that. All right. I got this and I'm doing all these things, but I'm still not feeling amazing. Then figure out out what you need as an individual. Test, don't guess. This is where we use multiple different um, you know, tests and you can always uh, reach out to us. We can connect you with Lauren. You could even do a one-off hair and mineral analysis test if you wanted to do something like that. She also offers that. Uh, and then she can give you some guidance on your metabolism, stress, understanding, again, what kind of phase of cortisol uh, and state that you might be in and what is depleting you and what things that you could do to really bring back balance uh, so that you can feel better and live optimally because that's what we want is to live life optimally. So have a great Monday and we will be back on Mar- in March, Wednesday.